I'm H.D. Chambers, and welcome to Impact Ed. Uh, this is a podcast that's produced and created by the Ailey Independent School District, and it's intended, uh, as always, to be informational, educational, at times entertaining. <laughs> I'm not going to hang my hat on it being entertaining, but in all seriousness, it, it is, it is a, an attempt for us to continue to keep the lines of communication open between ourselves, the district, all the things that we are attempting to do for the students and the community. Uh, as well as communicating with our staff, and I know our staff uses this a lot to to uh, to keep up with what's 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 going on in our school district. Uh, today, I have a very very special set of guests that are joining us as we enter into a new school year uh, right around the corner. As a matter of fact, as we record this, we're a little less than a week away from starting school in A Leaf. I know other districts are going to be starting soon after that, uh, but I'm joined today by two extremely critical. And important leaders in our in our school district in our community, and that's our board president, our board of trustees president, Ms. Ann Williams, and our board's vice president, Dr. Darlene Bro. But I think it goes without saying that if you're a uh, an educator, and you have been paying attention, particularly the last two and a half three years, and you've been paying attention to what's been happening at the governing level of a school system, particularly in Texas, you have seen school boards as governing bodies and you've seen individual board members be put in situations and their roles have been redefined in many cases, not by their own choosing in, in most cases. But I will tell you before I uh, ask Dr. Burrow and Ms. Williams to, to introduce themselves, I will tell you that the A-Leaf community and those who participate in our school system, I hope you feel as blessed as I feel as the superintendent with the with the board of trustees that we have in our community. And we'll talk more about that as we get into this episode. But as we get into this, these conversations, I, I want you to know that the leadership that these two ladies bring to our governing body, from my perspective, uh, I could not, and I mean this with all sincerity, I could not be more grateful and more uh, more impressed, to be quite frank with you, in, in light of everything that's been going on. So with that, I'm going to ask Ms. Williams and Dr. Bro to introduce themselves, and then we'll kind of get, get into the discussion. Hello, my name is uh, Ann Williams. As uh the superintendent has stated and the board president and i'm just excited to be a part of this particular um uh, podcast today so um i guess i'll get more into all of the other details you'll find out more about me other than just the name but i'm I'm excited to be a part of this and to be able to share uh, with the a-leaf community thank you and for those that don't know miss williams is going into her 15th year as an elected trustee that's a long time, yeah. And, and I think as a as a yes. as a member of our community and her, the service that she's provided, I hope everyone recognizes and appreciates what she is what she has sacrificed to serve in this role. Doctor Bro. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Darlene Bro, and I serve as the vice president of our school board and also chair of our policy committee. And I am in my second term, five years now. <laughs> and uh, I have been an apprentice of uh, the uh, our board president, and it has just been a journey. It's been a journey. And I can't say anything better about my experience. Good. Dr. Bro used to be an employee in this district yes. and still, and, and to this day, still serves in the educational sector working for the Harris County Department of Education. And and I will tell you that Ms. Williams, also an educator, a leader in, in a neighboring school district, it's very helpful as a superintendent to have trustees who have either been an educator, currently an educator, 
because many of the challenges and many of the successes we have, we all understand it. I don't have to spend much time explaining or the administration doesn't have to spend a lot of time explaining because many of you, you two in particular, are experiencing it in your own professional life. Right. So right. before we get into some of the details, I, for those who may not understand the true role of a school board member, and we could do an entire episode just on that, but, let's, <laughs> but, for, the sake, but for the sake of where we are setting the foundation for the future discussion we're going to have here in just a little bit, yes. maybe, Ms. Williams, talk a little bit about your perspective, about what yes. what's your role? Well, um, the role of a board member is is very clear. TEA has standards and guidelines in which they help to guide board governance. But uh, in particular, we are the voice of the taxpayer, so to speak. So I'm I'm going to put it in layman's term. You know, we can go high level with it, but we're the voice of the taxpayers. Uh, we uh, ensure that a superintendent is hired, and that uh, you know he operates the district uh, to the extent of what the community suggests, but um, there's so many different gamuts and roles, but I, I'll, it's better to say what a board member is not. A board member is not someone that goes in and interferes with the day-to-day operations. It's better to start there. There are many other aspects of a board member to institute policy. I mean, that's the number one thing that people look at. People want the board members to do a gamut of things, but actually our role is to oversee policies and, and um, um, the educational um, aspects uh, for students and, and things like that. So just, you know, not going into the deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think your your description for those who consider themselves as historians or constitutional experts, it's the, it's the taxation with representation. Absolutely. You, you are Absolutely. the representative of the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. and there's specific things that you do. Dr. Burrell, I'm curious, from your five years on the board, what has your role, was it what you thought it was going to be, generally speaking, or is it? Generally speaking, I had the basic understanding, but it's not until you step into the shoes um, of the uh, of a, an elected official, a board member, and attend your training from the Texas Association of School Boards or TASB mm-hmm. that you truly understand that you that as board members we are here to as a team of eight to set the big vision of course uh, you know as Miss Williams said hire hire uh, our superintendent to approve a tax rate set a budget those are the big overarching things that a board member is responsible for and so it being an educator as well who truly I absolutely love education it is my passion but I also know as a board member that's not the day-to-day operations is that's not my role so i i get to see the educational process from a different perspective and i think that was the the main kind of switch for me is that although i really enjoy and and the educational process is a passion that I'm in a different role and I have to make sure that I'm uh, um, staying on my side of the line, the governance line of of being a board member. Both of you play active roles in statewide organizations, both on the governing side and on your professional, on your professional side. An observation I'd like for you to kind of react to, if, if you don't mind, from a superintendent perspective. So I've been a superintendent going on 17 years. And so I've worked with a lot of trustees 
I've worked with a, a lot of, of men and women who come into the role, like you said, Dr. Bro, with their perception of what it's like. But my observation has always been that typical, an individual who says, you know what, I'm going to run for the school board, <laughs> right? And they usually run, either something has been done by the system that they want to change right. or they want to fix, or they see a good thing and they want to be a part of it, or they see it as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the truth, right? It's, yes, it call, is the call truth. It, call it what it is. And none of those, none of those three reasons are are bad. I mean, there's nothing, no. nothing critical, no. not criticizing it. It's just, that's typically why people choose to do this, particularly, and let's make this clear, when you get, you don't get paid a dime. No, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that clear. Not a penny. Let's be really clear. Yeah, you may get a meal before a board meeting, <laughs> but you don't, there's no compensation in this. No. But uh, I guess my observation is, is that most men and women for whatever the reason that they choose to go into this, once they get into that seat, mm-hmm. they tend to, their perceptions tend to change. That is so true. That is so true. I, I, I like to say um, I am a strong advocate for um, allowing the board seat to be as open as possible or broad as possible. And and as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Bro and I get a chance to look at things from the legislative and the state point of view. And there's been some legislation or, or actions that's been put in place that makes, in my mind, it's stiffer for people to become board members. And I say, um, you know, I'm also the president of the Texas Carcass of Black School Board members. So, um, which is unusual to most, um, like you, I get a chance to see uh, several superintendents and board members. So in working in some of the committees, there's been a strong movement to, you know, up the game as to who could be a board member. But I've constantly stood there and said, there's going to be a mom somewhere who has five kids and want the school district to do something on their behalf. And if that mom chooses to run for school board, I would be a supporter of that. I I never want people to think that only educators or only business entities or people with degrees could become a board member. No, what, what I would push for is if you decide to run for board, Think about all the kids. You know, it wasn't enough yes. to think about my sons when I came on the board. I had to think about my son's friends, the people they went to school with, the teachers that were overseeing them. And that's why when you walk into the seat, you might have that narrow focus, but you need mm-hmm. to broaden yourself in that thinking. Being a board member, yeah, you know, you could be micro-focused as to why you get there. As I tell everyone, I said, I always said that I would give the board a piece of my mind when I got there. Mm-hmm. But when I got to the boardroom, I found that, no, there's a place and that needs you there to advocate for those individuals who are voices who think that there's not being heard. So. At least from my perspective, and I'll be really clear, I've never run for an elected office. So I, I don't have a, my, my, my seven bosses, have, but I have never done this. But I would, again, an, an observation is that, yeah, you you may run or you may get elected or campaign on a certain thing that right. got you interested. Right. But there's it's one thing to campaign. It's another thing to govern. Right. Absolutely. And I think we see that not only in local school boards, but we see that at state level and at, at, at the national level. So. Yes. Well, one of the things you mentioned, Miss Williams, earlier, uh, and let's just talk about it right right now and get it mm-hmm. not out of the way, but let's address oh. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the responsibilities of board, and it's the, I would probably argue it's the most important decision of school board members individually and as a collective group would make is the hiring and the selection of a superintendent. Mm-hmm. And in A-Leaf, we're 
going through a transition and yes. y'all have started that process. Maybe talk a little bit about that. So the community and the staff who may be hearing rumors or just all they know is the superintendent has said he's he's going to retire. <laughs> Maybe talk a little bit about that. And so the community is aware of what you have been doing and what, what you're what your plans are? Well, you know forward. what? I, I'm going to shift it to Dr. Bro first because <laughs> I've been at this. This is my second go round. I like to, you know, see what her thoughts are when she, you know, getting on a board you never think of, even though you know that's one of your responsibilities. Everything seems to be going well, so you don't, you never think of that. You're, that's what's going to be become your task again. So I'm going to, you know, kind of shift to Dr. Bro on what was her thinking when she heard that we, that this was going to be her task, <laughs> <laughs> that she was going to play a role as a member to, to do this. So, Well, I would say after taking a deep breath <laughs> and thinking, wow, this is this is really happening. And and I know as a board member, that's part of our role. Um, I think my response is that um, was that because I just feel like our team works so well together, just like a team at work or, or you know, your family. We work well together. We don't all ag- always agree. And, you know, we're able to have frank discussions and still, you know, maintain a, a good relationship afterwards. And so for me, in thinking that, um, okay, now we need to work on the transition, my idea is, and not to find another HD or, you know, is to find someone that can also fit in right. the, in that team of eight. I knew it would be a, a process, but what I really, really appreciate is how well the process from the uh, sharing with the board and the announcement and and how we brought all the other former trustees back, because that shows the deep roots and relationships that has been with the board and and the superintendents. That has been a, a, a wonderful process for me, and I absolutely know that not all school districts um, have the same experience, not at all, and it plays out on the dais. But what you see truly from our team of eight is is what you get. And um, I am just pleased that, that for my first time, actually walking through this process, it has been so well organized and that it truly is a collaborative effort. So as I mentioned, for me, this is my second go around. And I figured that we didn't do such a bad job <laughs> the first go around. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, of course, we had a great team of eight at that time as well. I, I would be honest to say we weren't all thinking on the same terms in which I experienced with this current board. Right. You know, uh, everyone had different aspects, but I'm very pleased that if this go around, you know, though it's bittersweet because it's difficult mm-hmm. to say goodbye to someone that you worked with for over 12 years, you know, you, you know, been in, in the trenches with, uh, I mean, so many things that we've overcome. Uh, so, um, and I try not to get into that t- to get emotional, but even with that, I would have to agree with Dr. Bro when you have that right fit. And when we say the right fit, it's not about we all agree with each other. It's not all about whatever you, uh, you say as a superintendent, mm-hmm. we just eat it up. Right. It's the fact that 
when you look at the political climate that's going on in education and with other districts, when you look at uh, the um, the actions of superintendents who are coming in trying to do the right thing, but the opposition that's happening with the board, or when you have a board that wants to get something moved, but they're not, they're at odds with their superintendent. A-Leaf is truly blessed. I am so blessed yes. to be a part of this board, a part of this district, a part of this community. I think we work to a level of excellence because that's what's expected in A-Leaf. You know, I, I always talk about the, the, the power five churches in this community and one thing that that I can say of all of them is that pride and that level of excellence and I'm honored to say that that also exudes itself here in the work that we're doing so uh, the work of looking for a superintendent is great work it's heavy work. This is not something where you just go and decide, you know, superintendents out of a bucket. I mean, to to be honest, the challenge today is the superintendents that you're getting today are not the superintendents of yesterday. They're not the superintendents that I knew of 15 years ago when I started this journey. They're different. Their mindsets are in other places. Uh, it's going to take a great superintendent to come with a board that's su- super focused, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we know that that doesn't happen everywhere. It doesn't. I I can only speak from the superintendent's position, and not necessarily mine, Mm -hmm. but just as a a superintendent in in general, that as a board works, and and just so so everyone's aware that's listening to this, uh, this current board, Ms. Williams and Dr. Bro and their colleagues are literally in the process of working with a firm that they have hired to do a search. This firm's basic role is to go out find the best candidates they possibly can based on a profile that the board and the community has established. And that's a process that's in the, that they're in the middle of. Mm-hmm. And at some point, once that is established, other men and women across this country are going to see that and they're going to say, do I want to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. I guess my point here is that this board, again, and I'm not, I'm not, I'd say this if you weren't sitting here, and I have said it in mm-hmm. settings where you're not there, this board has positioned itself to be an attractive job. Mm-hmm. If a superintendent or a candidate for superintendency is thinking about the district and all the programs out there and all the, mm-hmm. the facilities, if that's what they're thinking about when they apply for a job, they're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing they need to think about is, how am I going to work with that body of the seven elected officials? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the f- first box that needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, if someone does their homework on this board, they're going to check that box real quick. And it's the truth. And this yes. is, a, as you mentioned, uh, Darlene, earlier, it's the, the the way in which we work together. So the reason I brought it up is, one, the community wants to know. Right, mm-hmm. right. When I announced my intent to retire back in the spring, my goal, one, was to give you enough time to do what you're elected to do. Right. Not To not feel rushed, not feel like your backs are up against the wall. Right. And that is, y'all have handled that so gracefully <laughs> with the help of other right. with other individuals, but you've handled it so gracefully. And so so as a community member, if you're listening to this, as a staff member, I just want you to know you're in good hands. I've, uh, um, as I mentioned at the leadership conference the other day, uh, I know everyone's, well, right now they're focused on getting school started. Right. But in the back of their mind. Right. They're wondering. They're wondering. They're wondering. 
they're wondering what what's going to happen next or how is it going to impact my career here or what am I going to have to change because the belief is if you know and 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 I look at it I always look at it I, I tell people I got into education backwards I was in corporate first you know and so the mindset is we always knew when a new CEO come in you got new changes you know that you have to adapt to uh, so uh, um, just being that kind of conscious as, as a board member and board president we want to make sure that everyone one feels safe and secure in knowing that the leadership that has been here has been very strong it has been a, a team of eight and we've been very proud to have you be the face of the district but this is an opportunity for them to know because many people don't they're not aware of the role of that board mm-hmm. you know they, they're not aware of you have to be kind of nice to the board members because they're going to hire the next person that you're going to have to report to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to kind of, you know, kind of put it lightly. Yeah. But but most people are not aware of, of, of the role of the board. All they hear is about the board. The board always gets what's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the board's fault or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we But we, we kind of cushion it for the superintendent and allow them to have that autonomy because uh, if the board goes through the process of hiring a firm, I mean, that in itself is an undertaking Mm -hmm. because some districts have felt that they didn't need to do it. We felt it is so important and so broad that we needed to get a firm to assist us in that process. Not to say that we're not smart enough to do it, but we are uh, conscious of what the what the community yes. has has yes. put together in in programs, you know, you think about our uh, faith based and ministries. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I have one to to tell me how they announce uh, prayers for the district because we're uh, you know the superintendents is transitioning off, but at the same time they were able to talk about what are the great things that we've already done in the mm-hmm. district, you know. And once they started sharing with me, I was like, oh my God, I can't even believe you know that I've been a part of that kind of work, yes. you know. Because because we've been so busy trying to make sure that our children are educated. I mean, we, we just got them through one of the toughest times in ages, and we're still standing, you know, so, yeah. There's a lot of work in front of you, <laughs> a lot of work. If I were a taxpayer in this district, which I am, <laughs> by the way, I'm a, I'm a taxpayer, but if I were a community member, either with children in the school system or soon-to-be children, or you're just someone who's concerned about your school district and you just want to make sure it's the for, for, if for no other reason you keep your property values up right there's right, a lot of there's, there's right. a variety of reasons absolutely i hope that the conversation that you two have been able to have this morning is helpful mm-hmm. for people i hope it I hope it puts their mind at ease or it answers some questions mm-hmm. i'll kind of end this if you, if you don't mind maybe just share kind of generally what's the timeline what do you yeah. what can people expect over the next two to three months as I um, well you know the first thing was was to be blessed and know at the end of the school year what we were gonna have to be faced with coming in so you know getting through uh, this announcement first was was a great grand step and then allowing the board this opportunity to go and look for a search firm Mm -hmm. so what should be happening within the coming weeks I mean 
by the time this goes out, people should be getting invitations or looking on the website to find, you know, what those timelines are. But the, the main thing is we're looking to have town hall meetings. We really want the community to be involved with this. I know the process was different, you know, when you came on before, but we think it important that the community has an opportunity to weigh in on what it is they think that they uh, are looking for as a profile. So once that information is all gathered, we're looking at within, I think, about three weeks. I don't want to quote dates, yeah, uh, but right. in about three weeks following that, that the firm will bring all of the collective information from staff, from the programs, from the board, from the community, and begin to uh, share with us what that profile looks like. Mm-hmm. While that, that is in the works and that profile is happening, then they know that they're going to be receiving uh, applications. Well, our timeline runs a little different ways because meanwhile, the board has to, uh, as uh, you're uh, transitioning off, it's only fitting that you get an interim to come in and step in. So we're looking forward to um, being able to name an interim really, really soon. Uh, it may be named by the time people hear um, the, this because of the days are running real fast <laughs> but uh we're looking forward to doing that and, and that interim's role is is going to be to sit into that that space you know you because you you need to have that person at the helm but that allows you that opportunity to begin to transition out and uh, pass the torch i mean and i think that it's a great this is is beautiful work it's beautiful work but uh in that we're hoping uh, if we are, are great at staying at our timelines, which we have a team that we, we want to stay on that because it's important for staff. So we're looking that by January that we should have a new superintendent in. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to put it out there. So we ask for everyone's prayers. I know that everybody's going to have <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have all kinds of, you know, I'm a preacher's daughter. So yeah. I got to throw that in there. But, you know, everyone is going to have their say and their thoughts. And that's great. You know, this is like, you know, I come from a small town. You could talk about whatever you want to and say whatever negative or whatever. But at the end, just give us your prayers mm-hmm. and, and that'll help us to get through this. But uh, I, I think we have enough smart and direct uh, individuals. And, and we're not just saying just the board, but within the administration, uh, our teachers, our educators. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The work that they're doing is it, also attractive to any superintendent yep. as well, you know, who wants to come in. Our staff plays such a great role in helping to di- guide and to direct and to make sure mm-hmm. that we're doing, st- uh, making the main thing the main, main thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that a few times. <laughs> Keeps me grounded. It really does. I, people tell you, well, you, you say that you want us to say, I said, no, it's what I live by. That's what yeah. it is. It's yeah. what I it make is. decisions it, by. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness, it yes. is. <laughs> Dr. Bro, your role as a leader on the board, and not only that, you become a leader in the state of Texas with uh, with trustees. As you think about this transition, as you think about what are the things that you're proud of? I'm, I'm trying to transition this conversation from moving to a new leadership, a new whoever that individual is and whatever they bring to the to leadership and with you guys. But what's important to you as you that, that you have seen in this district that you feel like needs to be continued. So and I'll I'll just tee this up. Let's talk about early learning for example because that's a, that's something on everyone's minds right now. Yes. T- talk a little bit about that and how you feel and I, I don't really want to take a walk down memory lane, but where is Aleaf right now and what do you feel like is attractive? And that you feel really good about that, that the board has been a part of? So 
I'm an educator, and one of the roles that I was able to serve in while in A-Leaf was a reading specialist, and I was in elementary, and, you know, we have that saying, reading is fundamental, Um, but for me, early literacy sets the foundation for all the rest of the years. And one of the things that I am so extremely proud of is our focus on our youngest learners, being able to give them a solid foundation from the time that they step foot in a leave. So one of the things that I'm sure many of our community members and our staff has seen coming up are these beautiful buildings. I had the opportunity on yesterday to tour the Jefferson Early Learning Center. And it's named after uh, two of our board members, Deidre and her mother, Ella. And we have another one, uh, Martinez as well. But to tour those buildings, like my heart, I can't tell you what that did for my heart. I kept saying, I can't believe our students, our kids in our community are going to have access to this. It's literally like the Children's Museum. Mm -hmm. The learning, the exploration that's going to happen there. So many times we talk about our kids, they, you know, we want our kids to grow up and be uh, critical thinkers. But how often do we put them in the situation for them to critically think and analyze? What a an amazing opportunity to have these early learning centers in which children can gravitate to the areas where they feel most called and and their giftedness can be explored. And in that process, they're learning these foundational skills. Nowhere, and I have, you know, I've worked with districts across Harris County and I have been in districts across the state. I was floored by not just the building, but the learning that's going to happen. You can have a great building, right? And it looks all nice and pretty. But what they talk to me about, and and I ask a lot of questions, and I try, you know, (laughs) about the curriculum and how are kids going to, I think that just has done my heart so good to be able to offer that to our community. For those that may not be aware, Ailey ISD is opening two early learning centers, as Ms. Dr. Bro mentioned, there for four-year-old pre-K, if people want to, sometimes they get confused with early learning versus, but it's it's pre-K for four-year-olds. And this isn't, those two facilities are an example of boards, uh, how a board has an impact on a school district. And in 2014 and 15, Ms. Williams was on the board at the time. Yes. We had a bond process that was taking place. We had a bunch of community members. And I recall about halfway through that process, a couple of trustees asking to sit down with me. And we sat down and had a conversation. And they wanted to make sure that this bond steering committee of community members included Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some type of Mm -hmm. attention to four-year-old early learning. Fast forward. (laughs) It's there. There it is. That is truly Mm -hmm. board members representing their community. Mm -hmm. Taxation, because it's it's costing money. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost taxpayers money. So, Ms. Williams, you were there as a part of that that conversation, what, seven years ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that what drove us to that point was what happened prior to that. 
because as you were coming in, Superintendent Chambers, board members were thinking, hey, what are we doing for our kids as they exit out of school? Right. So, and we knew that, you know, you had to do some work. Either you're going to do for the high schoolers or those coming out of school, or you're going to do entering in. And we wanted to have both thoughts. I think that we did such a great job. Our CTE facility is beyond anything yes. in this in 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 the Houston area. I will tell you that um, because you know becoming a CTE teacher and and just being involved in House Bill Five and seeing what it what it was, it it, it took a vision, and and I think that and that's one of the things I wanted to tell in on what you look for in a superintendent. And I didn't know it coming in with uh, with you coming in as a superintendent, but we really did need a visionary. We needed someone that wasn't going to do what the next district did or try to do, implement uh, or emulate what they had done in the past, but to be broad thinkers and to hear what the community wanted. And this community wanted to be assured that when their students exit out, that they had an opportunity to go into college or go into careers. Well, we knew we couldn't do it with the current system in place so it took going at the legislative levels to help support that and once that was supported we really showed out as they say <laughs> because I still get today uh, uh, people come to tour mm-hmm. Ailey's CTE Center to uh, model themselves after it but you know they still have a long ways to go we have <laughs> we have wonderful coordinators and everything that uh staff in here uh, with miss baker and, and and kimberly crow yep. that that's so don't touch them leave them here at ailey but they make this awesome but it's because of that forward thinking and having this facility here and people always wonder is it going to be an empty building i got to go back to what dr bro says we have a beautiful building here but learning truly yes. happens here yes you know, our students do some of the most amazing things. People will never know all of the experiences that our students have. And I think about, as she's talked uh, talked about the early learning, I think about when the students, how they felt when they walked into this facility. Oh, yes. And their eyes was like, is this for us? You know, mm-hmm. did you all do this for us? We are always thinking of our students, but not just that, uh, building a wonderful facility for professional developments, you know, uh, of our um, talent center. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe in growing talent. We believe in uh, invest, putting in that investment. And I am excited about the investment that we're putting into our early learnings. You have to go every approach. You have to make sure that as they're exiting out, they're getting what they need, but you need to make sure that they have a foundation as they're walking in and you also have to support those educators in the yeah. middle to help yes. support them along the way so I think that what you're going to look for in the future is that you have to be a visionary you have to continue that momentum I think that the, the community demands it because that's what they know now we've, we've set a bar you know in, in all of those uh, with the bonds and, and, and what thoughts that we would put into it so well I think I think as a board going back to when I first got here through now and everyone who has sat on an Ailey FISD board, I think if there's one message that I would want to send to them is that the cooperation and the open-mindedness of, of accepting a vision mm-hmm. is absolutely paramount for anyone with a vision right. to fulfill the vision. Right. I yeah, mean, absolutely. It, I, I recall, mm-hmm. I recall interviewing with you guys and probably the second time I've talked to y'all before y'all hired me, but I remember Telling us that if you want, if you want someone to sit in their office and kind of yeah. 
Play by the rules. Don't hire me. <laughs> right. Don't right. hire me because we're both going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. That's right. I and, remember that. And and so as a superintendent, one of the many things I'm grateful for, but I was always grateful for the support. And right. Ms. Williams, you and I had some yeah. conversations yeah. about, yeah. HD, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple it, of come to Jesus couple meetings. A couple of come to Jesus <laughs> meetings. Yeah, I had them with Miss Ella, too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but those meetings were are what? That's mm-hmm. that's how you get to these positions, and that's how you mm-hmm. get to decisions that mm-hmm. that end up benefiting everyone. Right. And you can't be afraid of those conversations. And mm-hmm. and for that, yeah. for for all superintendents, right. y'all have been a model of a board yeah. and trustees for 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 that. Uh, before we wrap up, I I'd, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't just mention a little bit about the work that that y'all put in every night, every day. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to. You can comment on this if you want. You don't have to. But I want the I want people listening to this. I want staff members listening to this to 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 know what these two women and their colleagues deal with. Uh, one, they deal with, in some cases, massive communications from me and my our staff. And I tend to be wordy both in verbal and in writing, so sometimes it gets a little long. And I, I apologize. <laughs> I've been apologizing that for for a while. But. It's a two-way street. The administration mm-hmm. attempts to communicate and keep the board abreast because you, the yes. board members have their own mm-hmm. lives. They have their own jobs. Yes. They have their own re- mm-hmm. responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And you are an engaged board. Mm-hmm. You don't rubber stamp me. I know there's people that sometimes say, all they do is rubber stamp <laughs> chambers. He just tells them what he wants and they give it to him. And wow. and I, boy, I, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you shake your head and say, if you only if knew. You only knew. <laughs> If you only knew the work that went behind that, but but uh, again, I just want I want the community to know how much work and time that you put into it. I know the FaceTime behind yeah. the dais look is one thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the other it's, work behind yeah, it. it. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know just seeing us at the dais is 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 a little misleading because people think oh you just come in and you just have that meeting, but we're guided by law to you know for the Open Meetings Act to communicate in such a way. Most people think, oh, well, you guys go and decide something on your own and then you come to the boardroom. No, we're not allowed to do that. Right. You know, and, and I think that most people who have no, attended absolutely. our CI meetings know that we have board council that helps keeps us in the guide rails. We really do appreciate that. Yes. You know, because, uh, you know, it keeps our community as a whole, you know, intact, so to speak. But no, it, it, it really doesn't just happen that way. We are just, mm-hmm. what would you say, uh, Dr. Bro, and, 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 and your thoughts on? Well, yes, I I agree that the work is really the hours that we put in, reading board (laughs) notes, uh, reading and everything. People would never believe it, would never believe it. 1,300 pages, you know, and yeah, you you create a system. You create a system for reading those things. Absolutely, and 1,300 pages in four days. So it's not like, correct. I mean, of course you have lots of material and things that you read along the way. And, And as a board member, you want to be on top of your game. If you really want to serve your children, your students, and your community, you know, you don't, uh, you, you go to multiple sources in order to uh, gather information. Although I, I have to say that we do have a, a board with educators on it, the most, we don't uh, look at things uh, from the level of where we worked. We, right. you know, uh, everyone is looking at what's happening nationally and, you know, saying, hey, did you see that article? You know, everyone's always glued to the news. We want to make sure we're not the one 
that hit the news today. (laughs) (laughs) When it's some other district or something else happens, you know, it's as great as like Uvalde, everyone's Mm -hmm. heart is immediately thinking, you know, what have you done? What are you doing? You know, so the work is not just at the dais. The work is every day. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a child who suffered and, and, you know, you ask yourself, what did the school district know? We are that board that want to know, did the school district know what could we right. do, yeah. you know, to, to help? And yes. sometimes it's kind of difficult to, to, to realize, hey, your role is here in a district, you know, uh, not into the households. But with this community, we feel like that we are there. We, we have to be a part of that. You are. Yeah. No, no question. I, I wanted to bring it up because there's so there's yeah. so many unknowns and people. I'm not trying to create sympathy or empathy no, 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 or no, hey, no, pat no, me no. on, pat you guys no. on the back. No, it, because people are very quick. You know, when I when I said that, oh, you know, well, I have to go and read uh, 1,500 pages today, and it's like 1,500 pages, and yeah. then it turns into well, but that's what you signed up for, right. and that's true. Yeah, that's it true. is what I that's signed true. up for. But a lot of people who want to be a part of boards, I, I, I you know, like I said, I advocate. I I'm looking for someone to to step into my shoes. I really am. I'm mm-hmm. I'm ready to mentor someone else, right. you know. But I want them to be also aware that, that that's the shocking part. Is yes, you're you're gonna need to read. You're gonna have to do something to be on top of it because the amount of money that's spent of the taxpayer dollars is yes. worth that much. But even more so, you are going to impact the future of students of people who are gonna become adults. And if you miss it. You run it for a generation, and I just feel that passionate about, you know, why I do what I do. Superintendent Chambers and and President Williams, just kind of shifting just a a little bit, and I'm not sure if you were going to bring it up, but one of the other things that I feel that very proud of that our board took initiative on is um, our work around equity. Our focus is on access, looking at equity through access. Do all of our students have access to high quality instruction, the best instructors? And to be able to do that and truly have a commitment to it, because at the end of the day, we have to ensure that every student that walks through our doors has the best of what we have to offer and having that assessment to be able to to look at okay are we are we doing well in these areas are there any unintended barriers and I want to be clear when I say unintended Mm -hmm. they're blind spots we don't know and because our our district is so diverse and economically ethnicity and just diverse in the things that they want to do in life Mm -hmm. To be able to really have that as a guiding principle for us, I just feel like also sets us apart. Mm -hmm. To be able to hear the day-to-day conversations that it has moved from a board initiative truly down to our district is saying, we're looking at this through the lens of equity. Are Mm -hmm. we giving our kids the best of what we have? So I wanted to make sure that we we we, were, tu- we touched on yeah, that. We were going to. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I, you're, of all the people to bring that up, you're the person to do it. No, I, I was going to do that, but mm-hmm. and I think the way the board has handled this, and and listen, we I don't want anyone listening to this think that the three of us are sitting here patting ourselves on the back about how great we are. No, listen, no. we far from that. Far from it. We mm-hmm. we make mistakes, and we uh, I can speak for myself. I there I make. One of the things I try to do, and this is one of the things I try to 
teach young leaders is just think about judgment. Just mm-hmm. use good judgment. We can disagree on the decision, but how you got to that decision, yes. the judgment that you used, be able to talk about it, right. be able to defend it if mm-hmm. you need to. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear as we're, we're wrapping this up that we, we understand as a, as a team of eight, we're as strong as there is. I'll, I won't apologize yeah. for that to no, anyone. No, not at and all. I, want to, I won't apologize for how effective a governing body you are. But I also want to be clear that we've got areas that we have to grow in. One of the things that the board identified what, three years ago, three and a half years ago, something like yes. that, was this area of, of equity. We could spend yeah, two hours about that's this. That's a whole different show. <laughs> but, 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 what we're, but what we are, what it did bring to me personally as a superintendent was a, a different, not a lens, but a different way of looking at barriers that I did not see. And a lot of us feel the same way. It, yes. It's been very, very helpful for me in a decision-making position uh, to understand, first of all, what is equity? Right. What what is it? Yeah. And so anyway, so thank you as a board. Thank you personally to two of you because y'all brought it up and have allowed it to, to organically yeah. work itself. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You, it wasn't a top down. It was a top yes. down in the sense that you wanted us to look at this. Right. But it wasn't top down. This is my definition of equity. This is how we're going to do it. No. HD, no. go out and do it. You didn't no. do that. You let it grow the organically. The district itself, we allowed the district. We did the definition ourselves. We let it morph into now what does it mean to staff? Right. You know, and now the community even, they can identify what equity means to right. A-Leaf. And that is far different than the conversations that's going on everywhere. So we're, we're very proud of that work. Should be. And we, and we won't back down from I, it. I don't apologize <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. Listen, our students come from difficult backgrounds mm-hmm. one of the things that when i'm asked you know how did you stay here so long mm-hmm. or why did you stay here so long or what mm-hmm. what happened one of the things i tell them and this is the god's honest truth that i never ever wanted to work in a place where it did not matter if i got up and went to work the next day right oh yes yes our kids need us yes they need a strong board mm-hmm. they need a strong leader yes. they need a strong support staff they need strong teachers they need everyone in the system needs to be strong because in many cases, we're all they have. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, we're it. Absolutely. Moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas are doing everything they can do. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything they can do. They're doing the best job they can, maintaining a, a, a life, putting food on the table, keeping the lights yes. on. We recognize that. It's our job, this district's job. Absolutely. To provide the things that can help them get out of there. So whether it's a brand new early learning center, whether it's a career center, mm-hmm. whether it's a talent development center to train our teachers, I've always felt... I want our kids to feel like they're as special and as important yes, as any right. kid yes. on planet Earth. And so with that, thank you for driving me to be that way and partnering with us as we've done that. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us. Hey, hey. <laughs> right. It, was, well, it wasn't hanging in there. It was what fun. What a ride. It was, it's been fun. So with that, I want to thank everyone for, for tuning in today. Hopefully this was helpful to you and entertaining. <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, I'm going to sign off. Thank you. This has been Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers of Superintendent Schools for Ailey ISD. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. This has been an AMP production.